oh my gosh, I hate when, we'll just make up names here, Sally doesn't clean the room and I have to clean up after her. And their team members like, oh my gosh, I know, Sally's horrible. I mean, she's such a pig. And so everyone is <laughs> complaining about her now. But Sally doesn't know. No one's talking to Sally. Poor Sally, she really does want to do the right thing. And she would be horrified to know only place to go when that happens is you go to the team member and you say, hey, Sally, I work with you. We're teammates. I need you to clean up. Now, let's say she doesn't. Then what you do, you go to the manager and us three need to talk about how we can all work better together because the goal is to have a fun, healthy, happy place to work, not a place where everyone is mad and angry. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. Well, when you first said it, I was going to hang up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for, like, McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, Andre, show from Elibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I, I can't this. do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is LashCast. Your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by lash professionals and for lash professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, yes. Today you're tuning in. But today, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, how are you doing? I'm really good. We're excited today. We're talking about one thing. We might expand it into more things because we've had some weird stuff this last week happen to us. And you know what? I don't think that it's abnormal. I actually think that a lot of people are going to be able to resonate with what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, you're, you're walking along, you're doing your own thing during the day, and then you bump into somebody who's like, oh my gosh, I heard you were totally like awful. Or I heard you were out of business. Or yeah. I heard that you like cheated on your taxes and you were in jail. And yeah. you're like, what? <laughs> Where did you hear that from? Oh, just someone told me about it. And that's what's happened. We've someone had said your husband got arrested. And you're just like, where did this come from? Yeah. It's called gossip. And it's painful, to be honest. I We've had two cases of it. Last week online, we had a, a little incident where some people were talking about us. And a lot of assumptions were being made, and people were saying things that just weren't true. And and then this week, we had a client who's been seeing some of our former staff, and she came in, and she shared some of the things that they've been saying. And so she didn't go into detail because she didn't want to be nasty about it, but she was just letting you know that, hey, guys, there's some weird stuff being said about you. And in both instances are painful. Um, it kind of wrecks your day when you find out that people have horrible views of you and it would be one thing if there was something true, like, oh, wow, you know, I, I kind of screwed up. I was a jerk. I said something wrong. I was inappropriate. And I, I deserve that. But many times it's not that. I'm just, we're just going do, 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 and saying their own thing. And then someone says something like, yeah, I heard you were in jail. I'm like, what? It's like a sucker punch. You yeah. Know? What do you mean I was in jail? Over the weekend, we were in Toronto. We were at Lash Fest, and yeah. we, it was... Shout out to everyone there. It was awesome. It was really fun. We got the privilege of meeting a gal, and she had had a, a very painful walkout. 
And if any of you, you know, you've tried to build a business and you've been as gracious as you can and as generous as you can with your resources and, and the opportunity, and it's unfortunate that sometimes um, that is rewarded by a stab in the back. And, and this gal, um, just talking to her, just seeing the tears run down her face, it was like, girl, I so understand. I am so with you. It's so painful. It's so painful to be maligned and mischaracterized, especially when your intentions were good. And if you're a salon owner, you just get used to it. You just realize that's part of the job. A lot of people will love you, but man, there's going to be some people that they're just not going to play fair. They're going to be doing whatever they say. I mean, we once heard one part, a former team member for like a long time ago, go on a podcast and, and throw us under the bus and she didn't even name us. So that was nice of her. But at the same time we knew who she was talking about. Like, is that the people that we were that person that she's referring to and painted us in a horrible light. It was super painful to listen and go, I know it. You just want to move away and just get it out of the system because it's just so not helpful. And it wasn't true, but you know, we weren't there to defend ourselves. And that's the reality that she wants to paint because it makes her look like the victim and makes her helped her to paint her future. So that stuff happens. And by the way, I actually think after a time, sometimes, I mean, I had a, a friend, a very close friend, who lied all his life. He, he, one day he tamed him. He said, I, everything I told you is not true. Now, this guy was a compulsive liar. liar. And I really don't I think at some point he believed these lies had become reality. He told so them I actually so think so many people, times. Yeah, I think some of these things that people have said themselves, they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is what really happened. That's the narrative. And yeah. that uh, helps them with that. Anyhow, before we, we're already getting into it, we should real quickly talk about our announcements because guess what? We have announcements music. Cue the music. That was awesome. Yeah, Tuss. This is like big time now, Yeah, we have moved to the next (laughs) level. We're going to soon be working out the ABC Studios out in New York. It's it's all downhill from this point on. Yeah, we've we've made it. We've arrived. We have announcement music. Yeah, by the way, we're millionaires because of that music. (laughs) Talking about misrepresentation. Someone last week made a comment about, oh, yeah, they're just millionaires. So what do they know? And I'm like... Last I checked, we're not millionaires. We just lost our business a few years ago. I assure you, we're we haven't recovering. bounced. Yeah, we're still recovering. Far from it. But that said, uh, <laughs> talk about gossip again. But real quick, let's do announcements, and then we'll get into the gossip stuff. All right, what's going on? Well, it's LashCon season. That's all I care about right now is LashCon, LashCon, LashCon. And as the last time we recorded this, we still have a few tickets. So if you've been thinking about coming and you really like, oh, man, I don't know, and it's torn, it's, will it be worth it? I promise you, this will be well worth it. And our payment plan will be ending soon. So if you still want to drag out your payments, you can make it over a little bit, like two months, you can make those payments, and then come to LashCon, have a blast, grow, learn, change your business, network, meet new people. And then if you're one of those people that has actually not has bought a ticket but hasn't bought one of the add-ons we still have room for you on day one you can come in a day early get mentored and get trained by some amazing speakers and then in the evening of lash booth collective they have the amazing thing we also have a party now friday night details on that will come out soon that's being hosted by my brand lashes but you have to pay extra for that just like all these things and then we also have our classes on Saturday morning. Tush is teaching her allergy course along with Otto. Anna and Allie are teaching classes from all sorts of stuff. So go to the website, buy your add-on, especially if you're in town. A lot of you are flying in on Friday. Why don't you take a class on Saturday morning? It's only 150 bucks. These classes easily can be worth more. You get three hours with some amazing trainers. And yeah, do that. Last thing is to talk about we have two classes left for the year for Tush's styling and retention course. They are in Boston 
November 19th, 20th, and December 3rd and 4th here in Los Angeles. Go West Coast, East Coast. This is the class you've been waiting for that's going to level you up and get you ready to do some amazing things in 2023. It really is. It's nothing like you can plan for. It's totally its own thing. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about gossip. There's not, I think, a whole lot to say. We've actually talked about gossip in the past, but we thought we'd hit it just because it was so painful. I mean, I really, really lost sleep last week when I couldn't sleep very well. And then today I'm already, I was kind of irritable after talking to this client and she was telling us some things being said about us. And one of the comments was that we closed our business because we only wanted to build Lashcast and Lashcon. Like we had, we were done. Like we, we were like, oh, the salon, not important anymore. We're just moving on to do bigger and better things, screw all our team, throw them on the street. And that can be further from the truth. I mean, truth is on the counterpoint, someone else last week posted online saying, well, no one should listen to Paul and Tess because they've actually ruined two lash businesses, which was amazing because I only had one, but now online it's being said we've ruined two. So it's grown. So which is weird. It's like we get hit from both sides. We, we get embarrassed because it was embarrassing, guys. I can assure you closing your business unless you're doing it for specific reasons is embarrassing and makes you feel like crap. And so we felt like crap for a long time. Even I almost felt like saying I should just leave the industry. I felt like an absolute failure. I screwed up. I didn't understand labor law. And I messed, made some huge, huge mistakes that cost us our business. And... So, no, that wasn't the game plan, wasn't to go out and let's just do LashCon and screw our employees and throw them on the street. If anything, I won't go into too much. When we had to close a business, we actually got everyone on our team two and a half weeks of free rent, basically. So they continue to take clients and were able to, during that time, start planning for where they were going to go. Most places, I've been for places that close. You show up the day at work and there's a sign on the door that says, we're closed, and that's it. And you go home and you're on your own. And we didn't do that. We gave everyone at least two and a half weeks notice, said, here's a go. We gave them all of the clients, all their numbers, all their information. I even gave everyone a list. Like, here's a breakdown. It's like three pages, how to start your own business. I went down and wrote step-by-step step everything they needed to do to start their business. And then we hear stuff like, well, we didn't well, do that. Well, we also know. gave them all the equipment. Well, we sold it pennies on the dollar. Well, we the- had to. We had to sell it because we owed money. You can't just give everything away from the salon because people who come back and after you close your business, the state were to come in and say, okay, so you bankrupt the business. Where did the money go? Where did all the equipment go? You had to get rid of it. You couldn't keep it. And we said, oh, we, we just gave it to employees. Then we could get hammered in bankruptcy during that saying, wait, you can't just give away stuff. Those people, are, we'd still have to pay for that. Like we would have had to turn around and pay creditors for the equipment that we gave away. So that's why we took the money. So it was very, it was, like I said, pennies on the dollar. The other thing that we did before we closed the doors was that we gave the staff an option. We said, listen, you guys, we can all be a collective here. And if you want everything to remain the yeah. exact same way, we'll have the front desk gal be the same front desk We would gal. leave, but they would run the business. That's all. We just Let's not get into the details. I don't want to talk about this too much. I, all we said is that we basically said, here it is. It's yours. We'll walk away. Go for it. And they said no. And so for us to hear that type of stuff, and I guess we should get to the real point. I think we're more defending ourselves now, which I didn't want to do. So it's how raw it still is. What we should have done is I want to talk to you guys today about is what do you do? One, there's multiple things here we want to talk about. One, what do you do when someone's gossiping about you? Two, why gossip? You should cut that out as a 
best practice in your business. Don't gossip, right? And also, maybe some best practice, like how do you approach your problems? When you see something, you hear something, what should you do? So, Well, it's a real easy platitude to say don't gossip, yeah. right? Because lots of times we think, you know, you saying that to me now, I'm thinking, well, I don't gossip, right? Yeah, like, we all, I'm yeah, a good no person. Things, yeah. I don't gossip, right? But how does it get in? The first thing is that you have to be very aware of your thoughts. And if somebody offers you a morsel, it seems like so juicy that that's why they call it a juicy bit of gossip. Yeah. The first thing that I want to encourage you to do, because we all want to believe it, we all want to eat it. You know, we want more, give me more because it's so sweet and it goes down to the inmost parts of your being and causes rot there. But we eat it naturally. I guess what you're saying is don't. It's horrible because, I mean, and I get it. I struggle myself. If someone says, hey, did you hear those words? They're like, what? Yeah, tell me. Tell me everything. And so this is much about preaching to myself is to the public. We just been, I guess I've dealt with the blunt end of gossip this last week twice. And so it's very painful. So it reminds me, yeah, this is how you destroy businesses through gossip. You want to know one of the biggest ways to destroy a team and trust is allow gossip to thrive. So we had a policy, no gossip in our, in our salon, and it was a fireable offense. Just like punching someone and stealing is a fireable offense in most businesses. But we had to define, well, what is gossip? Yeah, and a lot of people were like, well, you know, I mean, if I just complain about a client, that's gossip. And I'm like, yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Uh, what's the criteria? So we said, well, if you're going to talk about a client, it's got the goal is going to be solving a problem, not uh, Mrs. Johnson is an a hole. That's not helpful. That's just you bitching and moaning. Well, she very well may be. She might be, and she <laughs> might be. In fact, but you take that home, and I think you talk to your spouse, your loved one, someone outside the business. So what you're saying, Paul, is that I can't talk about Mrs. Johnson yeah, being that's, an asshole at work. Yeah, Ooh, that's always said a bad word. Yeah, <gasps> we, we that that type of stuff happened, and we had that where people were like, well, it's not fair. I need to be able to work through this. I'm like, I get it. What you can do is use a generic name. If you really want, because what the goal is to get a solution here, not just a bitch and moan. Okay. So if you basically have a problem with a client, we'd say, look, we, I forget, we had a name for her. So just use this name. This is our generic name that we say, so it's not connected to anyone on the salon. And you can say, look, you know, blah, blah, blah came in and she treated me really badly or she tips poorly or she snores or whatever. She doesn't clean her lashes and you're mad and you're irritated and you just want to kind of like share and vent a little bit. And you, so don't use her name because what we don't want you to do is poison the well so when another team member sees her, they already hate her. Like she comes in and, and she's, oh my gosh, I've heard about Mrs. Johnson. She's horrible. I'm not going to give her good service. I'm, because you know, some, some people may not like Mrs. Johnson, but others absolutely adore her. Yep. The other thing is that we didn't want people, because there are, like in Winnie the Pooh, who's the sad one? It's Eeyore. Yeah. Eeyore is always like, oh, ho, hum, right? And we didn't want people to be just subjected to an Eeyore in the group. Yeah. Somebody who's always complaining. Yeah, and in order to keep the peace, you're just like, yeah, yeah, Eeyore. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. But you're like totally brought down by that. Yeah. So I think one of the criteria was all also is you had to figure out who are you talking to? Who are you complaining to? Yeah. And the rule is you can only complain to the person that has the power to affect change that you'd like. Yeah, to help right? fix it. So with our team, they would share the rooms. So some were really good at cleaning, some were not. So what could happen with gossip is that one team member doesn't clean the room. Another one shares it's really good. So she could go to someone else during her shift saying, oh my gosh, I hate when 
we'll just make up names here. Sally doesn't clean the room and always leaves a mess for me and I have to clean up after her. And their team member's like, oh my gosh, I know. Sally's horrible. I mean, she's such a pig. I can't believe that. And so everyone is <laughs> complaining about her now. But Sally doesn't know. No one's talking to Sally. Poor Sally. She really does want to do the right thing, And she right? probably does. And she's just... And she would be horrified to know. Know that everyone has found out that she's a pig and that no one is talking to her about it. The only place to go when that happens is you go to the team member and you say, hey, Sally, I work with you. We're teammates. I need you to clean up. Now, let's say she doesn't because she's just not good at it. It's just not her skill. Tuss is, by the way, not good at this. I'm a little pig. Yeah. <laughs> so then what you do, you go to the manager and you go to the manager and say, hey, guys, we need to talk. I need to bring in Paul. Paul needs to sit down and us three need to talk about how we can all work better together. Because the goal is to have a fun, healthy, happy place to work. Not a place where everyone is it's mad functional. and angry. Right? So that would be the way you do it. And that doesn't happen a lot in salons. Salons, you go talk to team members. You find people. You find your cliques. You find your tribe that supports you. And then you pit yourself against other people. And that's how salons get divided up. That's how friends get divided up. That's how communities break down and all that. And we see that even in, in the last, you know, last, last world online where people take sides and they start demonizing other groups. And they, instead of, you know, saying, hey, maybe we should talk to them and find out if that's what they really believe. Like us last week, if someone brought up some things that they said, well, they, they're this way and they're that way, blah, blah, blah. And they said bad things about us. I'm like, well, why don't you, you don't know me. And yet you somehow know everything about me. Why don't we talk? Why don't we have a conversation and maybe we'll find out we agree and aren't so different after all. And, and that's the part that's, that's so hard. We even encouraged people. We had several team trainings on this, that if you had a conflict or an area of concern with somebody else, we wanted you to be able to skip the step of having to come to management. Of course, come to them if you run into a roadblock. But the first person you talk to is the person that can affect the change. Yeah. And we know that's awkward because most of us are people pleasers and you don't want to get into... We hate uh, confrontation. Yeah. And so we had a preface. So basically, it went like this. It's like, hey, Paul, I have some things I want to talk to you about. And this may feel a little awkward and this may feel a little bit weird right now. But I promise you... We're going to get through this together because yep. I really want a good outcome and I really want to help you. And that was the key, that you can you acknowledge the awkwardness and acknowledge how difficult the conversation is going to be. But when you did that, that was like a big flag. The person say, I'm coming in hot. I'm ready to talk about something hard. Just gonna But give we you... have an agreement. Yeah. We're going to all work together on this. And we kind of all gave each other the permission to say that. Yeah. So you knew you had a signal that when somebody was coming in, they were coming in for reasons of, and it worked. It I mean, work. people would say, hey, I'm glad you're part of this team. I know that you're new here. I want you to know that I really care about you. This may be awkward to talk about, but it's not okay to wear what you're wearing. Yeah. It's, it, but it's okay that you made a mistake this time, you know? Yeah. And it really helped things. Gave a structure on how people could walk through conflict. And also, instead of gossiping, we were now trying to be productive and help the team to be better. And so that's the same thing with us. I mean, anyone listening, if you're one of our people that maybe recently was online with the saying we're upset with us and angry about certain things and you've made assumptions. And that's the big thing. People just make so many assumptions about things they don't know, right? We all so quickly want to believe the worst in people. And I have to remind myself, like when something happens to Paul, 
Don't go and think the worst about them. And the Bible's very clear about that. You don't love, you know, the love chapter is all about loving people and believing the best in someone, right? Not the worst. We're not supposed to be like, hey, if something happens and you just assume that they're trying to make your life horrible. No, that's not the way it is. So anyhow, I think for us, assuming the worst of people is not a good practice for people. And, and when someone says something that's out of character about someone or something happens that breaks your expectation or something, first assume that they're trying their best to do something. Maybe there was a mistake. Maybe they misspoke. Maybe they made a wrong step. But you assuming that they're evil and that they have bad plans for the world is, I think, a bad step. And it leads you down a, a negative path. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to share this verse, and a lot of you are familiar with it because it's really popular for yeah, weddings. It's in movies and right? weddings. Right, but and these, yeah. these words are truth, and there's a lot of wisdom here. And it's talking about what love is, right? And as I'm reading it, what I'd like you to do is envision instead of the word love, it's your name, right? Or you're talking about maybe like your partner, right? But this is what we all want to aspire to. So here it is. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 13. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So, and then it goes on, but that's like that's the a foundation. Nugget, that's right? kind of like your foundation you build off of that. And how much better would our relationships be if I would not um, envy? Or, or be patient, be patient. Or, that I'm not boasting or that I'm not insisting on my own way. It's not irritable. It's not resentful. The key here is that it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And it bears all things and it believes all things. That's the one. I love it believes all things. So that means he believes the best in others and believes that and good things for people versus me just hearing something and then go, oh, yeah, that's, that's Paul. That's what Paul is. So this could kind of be like a life preserver. You know, when you go into a public pool, there's always like a life preserver and there's yeah. like all the placards that said, you know, call 911, right? So if you say love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, that's kind of like a preserver. So that when you're going about your day and you hear something terrible about somebody else, the temptation is to believe it, right? But remember, there's a preserver around there. So it, that's going to preserve you until you actually get to the bottom of it. And you're going to say, I really want to find out, is this the truth? But I'm going to believe the best, kind of like our justice system. You are innocent until proven guilty. Exactly. And that's, I think, for people when it comes to conflict and dealing with gossip, that's your approach that you, you go about it. You stop playing the game. You start saying, you know what, I'm gonna, especially if someone comes up and wants to gossip with you, I, I, I mean, we even told our staff, if someone says, hey, I need to talk to you, you say, is, am I the person that can help you fix this problem? And if they're like, no, I just need to vent, then tell them, you know what, why don't you go talk to Sally about the dirty room? And I think you guys can resolve this yourselves. I don't need to be part of this conversation. That, that takes, takes real guts. toughness and guts. Like, you got to be really, that's kind of tough love back towards people that they may be like, oh, fine. And I don't want to talk to you anyway. Well, can we role play or can we talk through this? Like, how would this manifest itself when somebody comes to you, you're at LashCon, you're in a Lash Circle, you're in a Lash DM, you know, what, or... Um, yeah, Instagram, You know, talking. oh, so-and-so, so-and-so... Um, is a terrible boss. Yeah. She tried to do light my hair on fire. Yeah. She tried to light my hair on fire. She and still then, stole my wages. Yes. Oh, was a terrible. She steals my wages. Yes. I mean, that's something that I think every employee. She steal about. my wages. And so I had to quit. And then I took everybody with her yeah. with me. Yeah. We left to start our own place. So if somebody's, I'm saying that to you, Paul, 
Yeah, I mean, what do you say? Well, first off, I mean, if you came to me and said, hey, you know, I heard Sally, let's say a friend of ours we knew, I was a salon. Well, I knew Sally and she stole from me. So I, I got my team and we, we did that. I'd be like, wow, she stole from you? Um, first off, I don't think I can resolve this. Why did, did you ever talk to her about it? And if she goes, no, I didn't, because she probably would say, no, I left. I'm sorry to hear that. I wish you'd talked to her because maybe you guys could have worked it out. Like maybe there could have been a conversation there that would re- maybe there's confusion. Maybe there's some assumptions being made. Maybe there was some things she didn't realize she was communicating to you that really hurt you. <gasps> I see what you did there. Yeah. You're sympathizing, but you're not taking the bait and going down a, a bad path. I, yeah. I don't want to empower the, that conversation and just listen to it and go, you're right. Man. I, I think sounds that's horrible. What, that's what we do in our immaturity. And that's when we, when we take the bait and eat that delicious morsel as yeah. it poisons our own soul. And I think empathy is the thing behind that is you need to be empathetic. If people would just have empathy and realize what if these tables were turned and someone was speaking about me, what would I want them to do? If I heard Sally I mean, I immediately my, my heart goes out to Sally because I know she's an owner and I know salon owners get demonized all the time and she maybe she screwed up, maybe she didn't, but I'm empathetic towards her. But then I would hopefully get the employee say, well, maybe you haven't seen the full picture, especially if you've never talked to her. Like, you just quit and walked out and then took the staff and that was it? Well, that doesn't sound like you try to really fix the problem. Now, maybe they did, but I'm just saying that often that's not how we do it. It's amazing how many times I've talked to people that we just... Have you talked to that person? No, no, I don't want to. Because it's too scary. In fact, some of the people last week that I reached out to people, when people badmouth us, and thankfully it's not a regular part of my life, it's so rare, but when it does happen, and this maybe one day I won't have the time to do this, but at this point it's a high enough priority for me. I actually DM them, and I leave a voice message. I don't even text them or DM them through copy. I actually leave a voice so they can hear my concern, hear me, and I want to talk to them and listen and find out why they feel the way they do, what happened, what, where did things go wrong? Like, what did I do to contribute yeah, and, to that? and maybe... What did, can I learn from this? What can I learn from it? And also, did I... Maybe I did do something that was wrong. And by the way, one of the people last week who reached out was upset. We talked, and I did do something. You know, we did, made a mistake. And I rectified it as best as I could. Now... A couple other people I tried to reach out to just kind of gave me the finger. <laughs> they were like, not interested in talking to you. And so it's, it's kind of sad because it's like, wait, you, you're, you took the time to bash me publicly. And then when I reached out and I was trying to learn from you and maybe rectify the problem if there was something I could or apologize if I had to or if I could. I mean, I had to, but if, I, if it's where I see a wrong, I would. But unfortunately... Uh, those people don't give that opportunity. The Bible says that as far as it is in your control or is in your power, live at peace with all men. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you, you can look, you can live can't at peace control with all men. People, you can't, yeah. you can't. But as far as it's in your control, like you did the right thing. So in some cases, I know that some of you have tried, you've been wronged and you have tried, you know, you have done well before God in terms of not retaliating and, and not blowing things up the way you could, that's living honorably. That's doing the right thing, even yeah. though it doesn't feel all that good. You have done what was in your power. Yeah, I think that's what we will always strive to do. When we, we always say, listen to your haters, because we really do try. I mean, can't listen to everyone. I mean, in fact, I'm sure I don't even know one-tenth of the haters who hate us. I'm sure a lot a lot more people hate us than I realize because our influence has grown and our podcast has grown. And the bigger you get, the more people just pile on and say things about you. But that said, as I see it, and if I can reach out to people and listen, I will do my best. So this is open to anyone right now listening who feels like at some point 
Paul and Tuss did this or said this or did that that was really painful or hurtful and it was mean-spirited maybe. Or it hurt me. Or like, hurt, yeah. I, Please let us know. We, I'll just say this right now. It's become more clear to me that sometimes we come off a little self-righteous about things. A huge value is humility. And if we aren't wearing humility, if we aren't clothing ourselves and extending humility and grace to other people, we have really failed on a huge level. So I guess the big thing is to know that we are open and that we, our value is the relationship and wanting to do good for this industry. Absolutely. Wanting to do good before my sisters and my lash brothers and wanting to grow you. You know, part of that, this journey is, is that we're flawed human beings and we bump up against each other. And despite our best intentions, sometimes we're going to miss the mark. Absolutely. So if you hear something, you know, that's not quite right or it's disappointing, reach out to us and let's talk. Um, We're definitely not above reproach and we want to grow. Yeah. And then also just an encouragement to extend that grace to other people. We want you to wear, clothe yourselves with humility and you to be gracious in your interactions with other people because empathy goes a long way and it goes a lot to grow us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good for the soul. No, empathy is a superpower. If you can have it, you're going to find yourself winning over people more. You can work with anyone because you can put yourself in other people's shoes and understand their situation and you can help bridge Gaps help people who feel maybe alienated be part of the group because you can put your feet, your your mind in their mind, so to speak, and go, oh, I know what you feel like. I don't you, but I totally get where you're at, and I see it, and I want to bring you in. And you can be that kind of person who brings reconciliation versus separation. So empathy is important. Then secondly, I really think when someone brings up a problem, ask them, hey, I'm part of the problem because if it is, I'll help you resolve it. But if I'm not, you should go to the person who you're upset with and resolve it with them. And then, like we did with our salon, I think having that little heads up, when you do have a problem, go into someone and say, hey, I have a problem. But before I get into it, I really let you know, you know what, we're on the same team. I'm with you. This is going to be a little awkward, maybe a little difficult, but I can assure you I want the best for you. So these little things, these little changes can make a better culture and help you also de-escalate tensions between people, de-escalate things going on Instagram or social media or friends and all that. And also, these are great tools for your interpersonal relationships. Absolutely. With your husband, your partner, your wife, your kids. Not believing the worst about somebody, getting to the, instead of coming down in judgment, say, tell me about what happened here. I heard mm-hmm. this. Or am I getting the story straight? You yeah. know, And giving them a chance to explain. Yeah, I think so. And hopefully you guys find this useful. We've had this talk before. It's been a long time. So it just seemed about the right time to bring it up, mostly because we needed to vent. <laughs> we ourselves, we're venting on you guys. But with the goal, to use, as we work through this, see our process, how we think about it, and how we can work with it. And then in case with the people last week, I, re, I got to resolve a bunch of them. I know. It was very productive, and it was very, I was very excited, actually. Actually, that's, like, the best. Someone, actually, one of the people is going to be on our podcast. Actually, two people are going to be our podcast that we, I talked to because uh, they had different great points and good things that came from it. So You know what I think it's like? It's like iron sharpening iron. It is. You know, it's like friction and sparks can fly, and it can be a little bit painful to soft like the excess, yeah. but it sharpens the point. Both people are sharpened, so it's pretty cool. Absolutely. And now the problem with, unfortunately, our, our staff were like, I love, hey, I don't know if the, any of them listen to this, but if they did and you want to talk, I would love to talk. There's a couple of people I know that were so hurt by our clothes in the salon. that just crushed and really upset about it. And it breaks my heart to see that they hurt them so much. And But if for any reason you're listening, 
Man, the door is open to talk. The door is open. Yeah. We care. We do. We think about you often, and we would love the opportunity to, yeah. for reconciliation. I know we're only talking to a couple of people right now. It's like all the Well, I just want people to know that that is my heart. <laughs> that's our heart. And that's our heart whenever we wrong anyone, and we will. So, man, if LashCon is something we wrong you or our podcast does something that upsets you, sometimes our, it's just a point of view. Like, we believe that Lash artists should be licensed. Like, okay, you hate that because you're not and you're feeling bad about it. I'm sorry. I don't think you're an immoral person who deserves to be imprisoned for not being licensed because I'm no, sure there's a story I mean, behind it. No, you can go to a place that's not licensed. You know, or doesn't, move, doesn't yeah. require that. Canada. Only... Go to Canada. They don't require licensing there. I know, it's fantastic. You know, yeah. also, I think the UK. I don't know. All we're saying is we will have views, stance on issues that we can still be friends, but we can still be friends. I don't look down on you. I'm not like, oh, you believe that? Oh my gosh, I can't believe friends with you. We're not like that. We like to say we are the Big Ten. Pretty much anyone can come from anywhere and be part no, of our family. No, we've had people on our podcast, people that sponsor LashCon that have not been licensed and have built their business doing it that way. Yeah. And we're friends with them. Everyone has their own way of doing things. In the end, we're just here to support you and try to be the friend in the lash industry. And so we're friends. You speak truth once in one another and you support one another. And sometimes that truth you may not like. And that's another good thing about that's why people don't like doing confrontation they were a gossip is because they don't like to actually do that truth talk it's hard and it's hard for us so i'm not going to say this is like oh we've got it all figured out but all right i think that's it i think well, i'll just give you a preview of what we want to talk we didn't get to it today but i want to talk about it next week because actually another thing I, we've come to realize is some people are, are feeling very left out in our industry mm. and like, who feels left out? Oh, there's a lot. In fact, that's part of the stuff we're going to be talking about later. But one of the things I get this a lot with speakers, why aren't I, why aren't I on your podcast? Or why aren't we, why am I am not a speaker? I know lots of people who have been in this industry for such a long time, and why aren't they behind a microphone? Yeah. Why aren't they headlining? Yeah, at a conference or something like that. And so either you feel that or you feel about someone else. Like you think as someone you really look up to and they have not gotten their just due. They have not or been recognized. Or they've got, not gotten the recognition. Yeah, they don't win competitions maybe or they don't get on the podcast, whatever. And so you're wondering, wait, well, how, how did I break through? So we're going to do this. We're going to go through our speakers for this year. And I'm going to share... The story, now I won't know if we'll do all of them because it's like 47 people. We'll share a lot of the stories. Like, how did they get selected? Because the truth is, when you look at our lineup, a lot of these people have never spoken anywhere. This is their first time. This is their debut. Or they've spoken, I've seen them once, or I've heard the grapevine, or whatever. And some have spoken a lot. And some have are not even from our industry. There's so many myriads of different pathways into our con. I thought I'd share it because I want to encourage those of you who feel unseen and you don't think that you have the opportunity, you do. And don't edit yourself. Don't tell yourself to speak that negative self-talk where you say, well, I just no one cares. Because people do, and there's a pathway that may be unique to you. Each of these people has a unique pathway to speak in LashCon. They're not, it's not like, here's the way you get in LashCon. There's not one way. There's like, We'll see, but there might be 30 different ways in the last con. And so I, will, I thought we'd share that. I hope it's encouraging so you'll say, oh, that's I mean. You, you don't just come up to me out of the blue and, and offer me a seat. No, that's generally not it. Doing nothing and just existing, unfortunately, is not enough. There are different ways to get noticed, and these people all have different pathways. 
And I would like to share that as hopefully as an encouragement so you can start thinking, well, what can I do? Especially if you want to be a speaker at LatchCon. And by the way, we can't have everyone. In fact, now when I bring people on, I say, by the way, you're going to speak this year. It may be a long time before you speak again at LatchCon. I like to mix it up every year. I do not bring the same people back. It has been tradition in our industry that you, there's several speakers that yeah. are on the circuit the, the, yeah. and there's, they speak at every event, you know, annually. And that's how they do it. That's fine. That's not how we want to do it. We want to bring many voices and many uh, provide many opportunities for people. Yeah. When we did start LashCon, my first big number one thing that was said values, like we will not feature the same speakers that everyone else has and we will not feature them every year. Like you get invited to LashCon, doesn't mean you're speaking next year. Sorry. I mean, most speakers assume that, by the way. Oh, I'll be back next year. I mean, we've been we've spoken. And we love being back, by the way. It's not a negative thing. It's not evil to want that. No, what speaker doesn't want to be welcomed back? Because it feels like, oh, I did a good job. You've, you know, you want me back. But at the same time, I let people know because I think one of the things that's making LashCon special is that the lineup is very diverse, is very unique, is not the same thing you see everywhere else. You're going to see people in our lineup that you don't see anywhere else. And so, uh, yeah, that's just something that we want, I figure we'll unpack. Because I think sometimes that's part of the frustration people have with us. They go, well, it's easy for you. Or you didn't select me. And they get mad. And then you have to paint us, you know, in a negative light because you're mad that you didn't get in. So I want to create pathways. Let's Let's do that. So we'll do that next week. So... Stand by. We've never done a preview. That's kind of fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. We, anyway, yeah. reach out to us if you have something to say. You want to give us some encouragement. You want yeah. to give us some. Or you um... want to rip me a new one. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here either way. We're, we're, we're doing our thing. We're making noise. We're uh, chopping the wood and carrying the water, carrying as the we water. like to say. So, anyway, guys, that's, that's it. We're done. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast and at their Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. And write nice reviews. We, we get nice reviews all the time. But, you know, right now today, I'm going to just say. If you feel led. If you feel led. So led. We'd love to see your review this week. On behalf of my last peanut, Tusney. And uh, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.